Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short daily Bible study, seven days a week, only about 13 or 14 minutes long. But even that short period of time helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith because faith comes by hearing the word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. I know we say that over and over and over and over and over again through these studies, but it is so critical for us to understand that, to understand that we need to be in God's word on a consistent, continual basis to stay strong and grow stronger in our faith. We also encourage you always to share these short studies every day with everybody you can. Because there are people in your life who need to grow in their faith. They need to come to God. They need to start getting ready for eternity because it's coming. So share through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. What a great blessing if you might help somebody get to heaven. But that'll not just be a great blessing for them. It will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to conclude our study today, our line of thought and study talking about baptism. There's so much confusion over this very basic, central, and fundamental doctrine of Christianity. It is through baptism that we come into Christ, Romans 6 and verse 3, baptized into Christ. Galatians 3 and verse 27, baptized into Christ. It is through baptism that we contact the cleansing power of the blood of Christ shed on the cross for the remission of our sins. Acts 2 and verse 38, baptized in, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of, of, of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Ananias said to Saul of Tarsus, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Baptism is the point at which we transition or we we cross over from a point of having been lost in the guilt of our sins to having been saved and forgiven of our sins through Jesus Christ. In Mark 16, verses 15 and 16, Jesus told the apostles to go into all the world, preach the gospel to all creation. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. He who does not believe shall be condemned. The apostle Peter wrote in 1 Peter 3 and verse 21, the like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. King James Version. Well, baptism is the point then at which or through which our sins are forgiven, through which we come to salvation, and through which we come into Christ. We've looked at a number of objections that some people offer, and again I've emphasized that baptism is so clearly taught in the Scriptures, so repeatedly instructed in such a clear-cut, straightforward, easy-to-understand, simple, simple manner but the devil has been extremely skillful in clouding people's understandings and confusing people through their misguided interpretations of what the scriptures really teach on baptism. You have to work to misunderstand what the scriptures teach on baptism. (laughs) But the devil has, again, been very adept at getting people to do that kind of work, twisting the scriptures 
trying to explain away what they really say and clearly say are just ignoring what they say altogether. Well, we're going to look at a couple more supposed objections to baptism being necessary for our forgiveness and salvation. Sinners are saved by faith only, and that excludes baptism. Well, once again, people need to look at the scriptures. The only time we see the words faith only or faith alone in the scriptures, the entire New Testament scriptures, is in James chapter 2 and verse 24. And let me read that verse of scripture to you. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. That's the only time you see that phrase, faith only, in the entire New Testament. And those two words, faith only, are preceded by two more words, not by faith only. Now, what people need to understand is that some people call just believing in their minds, they call that faith. Well, maybe to some extent you could categorize it as such, but it's certainly not the faith that is taught in the New Testament that is essential to our salvation, that leads us to salvation. Because you see, that faith is a faith that is active in obedience. And then daily faithfulness, as Jesus said, be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Revelation 2 and verse 10. We must be faithful in an obedient way. The Hebrews writer referring to Jesus said, though he was a son, yet he learned obedience through the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became the source or author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Hebrews 5, verses 8 and 9. Jesus himself said, if you love me, keep my commandments. John 14 and verse 15. He said it again in verse 21. He said it again in verse 23. True saving faith is obedient faith. It is dedicated faith. It is serving faith. We need to understand that. In fact, in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21, Jesus himself said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Now, think about what Jesus is saying there. He's saying, there there are people who call me Lord. Well, they obviously believe in Jesus then, but some of them are not going to be in heaven. Why? Because only he who does the will of my Father in heaven... That is obedience. That is obedience. And Jesus goes on in verse 22 of Matthew chapter 7. Those, that particular statement of his came in verse 21. In verse 22, he goes on and says, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name? Well, that sounds like pretty active faith, doesn't it? But then I will declare to them, he goes on to say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. 
Well, how could he say that to those people who claim to have prophesied in his name, cast out demons in his name, and done many wonders in his name? Those who believe in him, those who call him Lord, Lord, because they had not followed him obediently according to the will of the Father. Now, they may have called him Lord, Lord. They may have believed in him. They may have done some things that they thought were proper in serving him, living before him, but they were not the things that they were instructed to do. Or maybe they left out some things that they were instructed to do. There are a whole lot of people out there today who they believe in Jesus sincerely. They go to church services regularly, but they don't believe that they needed to be baptized in order to be forgiven of their sins or to be saved. They may not believe that they need to live a really dedicated, faithful, spiritual life, one that that demonstrates ongoing obedience to God's teachings. They may darken a church building door. They may say the right things in the right circumstances. They may talk about how much they love the Lord, but they may not have obeyed his instructions, his commandments in very specific ways that are required. And so Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, is going to be in heaven, but only those who truly do the will of my Father in heaven. And that is obedience again. And then one more objection. And this one really should be easy for everyone to understand. Maybe they just haven't thought about it carefully enough. People say, well, what about the thief on the cross? Jesus said, today you shall be with me in paradise. He wasn't baptized. Well, number one, we don't know if he was ever baptized by the baptism of John. Now, that's not the Great Commission baptism. That's not the baptism that we are supposed to be obedient to today. But what are we really saying there? The thief on the cross... And Jesus and all those people standing before the cross on that day, they died under, up to that point at least, they died under the Old Testament law of Moses and not the New Testament gospel of Christ. You can look at different passages of scripture written by the apostle Paul and see where he says that, that Jesus, at his death, he, in effect, nailed that old law to the cross. And so what we're seeing there is the cross, in essence, was a dividing line between two spiritually historic periods. The Old Testament law of Moses came to an end when Jesus died on the cross. Christianity began through his death on the cross. That thief, he never heard the the, uh, uh, Great Commission baptism because Jesus did not give that command until 40 days later, at least, as he was ready to ascend back to heaven. After arising from the dead, and appearing for a period of 40 days, risen to hundreds and hundreds of individuals. So that thief on the cross was not amenable 
to the baptism that we have taught for us in New Testament Christianity. We need to understand that. So again, there's a there is a a an objection to baptism that just does not hold because it does not apply. We encourage you to contact us. We'd love to help you study through this matter and all the basics of Christianity. We'll be glad to send you a free Bible study if you'll ask us. You can phone us at 402-498-8397. Or you can go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com, click on the email link, and you can contact us that way. We'd love to send you a free Bible study, and we mean free when we say free. And we also would love to speak with you or communicate with you through letters or emails or text messages. We'd, be, we'd love to have the opportunity to pray with you as well. So we hope you'll take advantage of that. As we're baptized into Christ, our sins are forgiven. We come to salvation in him, and we come into him. And he adds us, Acts chapter 2 and verse 47, to his church, not to a denomination. We hope this has helped you to understand better and to cast away all of those objections that you might have had people tell you about why baptism isn't necessary. Baptism is absolutely essential for your salvation. Let's pray. Father, please defeat the devil and all of the evil that he is instigating. And part of that, a great part of that, is the confusion that he successfully brings into the minds and understanding of people who maybe have not studied deeply enough through your word. Help them to see the truth, Father. And please defeat the devil. We pray for this, Father. Please defeat him. Please help people to see that they can be forgiven whatever their past has been. They can be redeemed. They can be saved as they're baptized into Jesus Christ, buried with him in that baptism, and raised from that watery grave, reborn spiritually. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.